Hello again, dear friends. It's the 12th of August, year of our Lord 2020, as we look at a passage from Genesis, first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 45, verses 1 through 15. In a devotional, we're calling God's Big Picture. Hear now the word of God, verse 1. Then Joseph could no longer control himself before all those who stood by him. And he cried out, Send everyone away from me. So no one stayed with him when Joseph made himself known to his brother. And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard it, and the household of Pharaoh heard it. Jesus said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him. So dismayed were they at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Come closer to me. And they came closer. He said, I am your brother, Joseph whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are five more years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not delay. You shall settle in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, you and your children and your children's children, as well as your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. I will provide for you there, since there are five more years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have will not come to poverty. And now your eyes and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see that it is my own mouth that speaks to you. You must tell my father how greatly I am honored in Egypt and all that you have seen. Hurry and bring my father down here. Then he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, while Benjamin wept upon his neck. And he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. And after that, his brothers talked with him. This is the word of God for the people of God. And we say thanks be to God. Well, welcome. Welcome to you, dear listener. And we say to the day, welcome Wednesday. You the most welcome of days for those working and watching the clock. Hump day, we used to say when we were in that kind of work. But I pray you be open to the blessings of this dear reader, Wednesday, as he or she may share with you as they pray, read, understand, accepts, and acts on all God has revealed to them. So, dear friend, be open to what God may share with you during this day. Friends, I could have easily called this devotional the big reveal because if you've heard, read, or as you read this passage, the big picture of God was finally revealed to all especially those we might have deemed as not worthy of receiving anything. Yes, many would have said, what those brothers who sold their brother deserved was to be thrown into a jail cell where they would spend the rest of their days thinking about what they had done. It makes me think back to the days we were disciplined, or I was disciplined, maybe you as well. I've shared how my father and mother both believe strongly in corporal punishment and spankings. My father's strict rule was that if any of us got spanked by mom, when he got home later that day, we would be spanked again. The idea of double jeopardy never entered his mind. (laughs) 
Yes, the same man who would tell my teachers the very thing if my son misbehaves in school and has to be spanked or swatted, please do and let me know if that happens and then I will again spank him when I get home. Oh. As the only child for four years, I played best alone. When my sister came along, I was disappointed and didn't know how to play well with her. It seemed she only knew how to intrude, interrupt, and irritate. A boy's world is so vastly different from a girl's world, so I thought in those days, in my limited thinking. And to have her come in and disrupt the saving of the world, or the saving of the damsel of distress, or whatever the world crisis lay before me, she would come and intrude, interrupt, and irritate. And somehow I only knew how to push and hit, and she knew how to cry in automatic response. My sister would have made a world-class soccer player, because you and I have seen any soccer player who slightly gets touched in play and they will fall in such pain and horror that a penalty is called. She would have also done very well in the WNBA because any slight touch on her and she would have fallen in agony to the hardwood floor where she would scream loudly, awaiting the trainer and the team doctor to come to her rescue. And yes, she would have easily won the Oscar for her performance, reprised, as my dad's car drove up. It was brilliant, moving, convincing, and critics present would have voted for her to get the Academy of Motion Picture and Sciences greatest award. She would wobbly walk to dad and in halting words between tears say, he hit me and would start crying. That's all it took, and Dad took action. And I say, sigh. But the good news, people, is God does not work that way. And thanks be to God. Thank you, Lord. For you see, God did not punish Joseph's brothers other than the pain most of them felt for their dad, who for many years lived with the reality that in his world his favorite son was gone, even dead. And while the rest of the world was dying of hunger, here they were in the presence of the ruler of the wealthiest country, one blessed with much food, ready to do whatever they could to get food for themselves and their families. I encourage you to read the complete story that's found in the chapters and verses leading up to this occasion. Yet the scene is priceless. Joseph is the acting ruler of the country, serving, as he himself says, as a father to Pharaoh, who has been entrusted with overseeing the household of Pharaoh and ruler of all the land of Egypt. He was, in fact, like the governor or prime minister of Egypt. Doesn't matter the title, the power was there. In fact, this man had been given the power to grant to these visiting Hebrews, his brothers, their request, which would have given them life through the food they did not have and had come begging for. And don't forget, he also had the power to sentence them to death on whatever charge he could trump up. They were spies. They were here as enemy soldiers, off with their heads. But what this outstanding man of God desired was to grant them his love and the food they needed. 
What he also needed was an audience only with his brother. So he sends everyone in the room that was not related to him out, away. So there in the privacy of his brothers, he wept. And the Bible said he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard it. And the household of Pharaoh heard it. Wow, can you imagine? This reminded me of the scene in the movie The Princess Bride where the man in black is tortured and he wails so loudly his traveling companions hear it. And Enigno Montoya says, do you hear that? That is the sound of ultimate suffering. My heart made that sound when my father was killed. In the movie, the cry was heard throughout the kingdom. And friends, such was the pain Joseph had been holding back all these years. Betrayal, fright, fear, then joy. And now having his brothers, whom he truly always loved, standing right in front of him. And Joseph understood, and it's in that moment that he could reveal what he finally understood. And he says, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And he had to say it twice, remember? And I think at that moment, fear may have run through the hearts of all his brothers because they couldn't even answer the question, is your father still alive? But Joseph quickly says, and now do not be distressed. How many of us would have said that? Here is what you deserve, you dumb brothers of mine, some of us would have said. No, he said, and now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves, because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. He reminds them of the famine the entire world was suffering and adds, God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he shares how they are now welcome to move into Egypt. Yes, foreigners were allowed into that great nation through this one action. And the reunion was complete. God's big picture had been revealed. God's plan was now understood. The reality, dear sisters and brothers, is that this happened over a period of many years. God did not act from one day to the next in revealing his big picture. Same way it hasn't yet revealed to us and ours. It may take some time. The reality in Joseph's story is that many things that happened and many other things could have happened. Such as the father could have died, but he didn't. Any one of his brothers could have died or run off, but they didn't. They all lived and were present to see and experience the awesome power of forgiveness. This forgiveness brought to them life and the fullness thereof. Just in the same way that God desires that for you and yours. The heartache of the father would not be over until the caravan of the older brothers arrived back home to tell the old man that their son was still alive, and then the trip back to Egypt. And that would take another long journey, but what a difference that return trip to Egypt brought to Dad. He would travel with his heart filled with joy and anticipation of seeing his son again. As we think about it, dear friends, this week has been all about stressing to us the desire that God our Father has for us to be in relationship with Him. The components have all been addressed. Repentance, forgiveness, acceptance, and the journey it takes back 
to the Father. So where are you on your journey, dear friend? Are you moving faithfully onward and upward? Are you waiting patiently for the big picture to be finally revealed? I can say to you it's coming. So let's pray, loving Father. Thank you for this story. Thank you for all the stories we've received this week. We confess that we may not be where Joseph is. We still may be har harboring anger either toward, toward our children or toward our parents. But life is not about that, Lord. We are aware of that. We are aware of the great love and forgiveness you have shown to us. And so in the way, same way, Lord, help us to show it to others, those who need to, see, to hear it and to see it in us. I pray for any who are listening or reading today's devotional, that reconciliation, repentance, forgiveness may be experienced in their lives before things happen. I pray, Lord, for those houses that still await the return of that wayward child, much the same way that God perhaps awaits our return because we've not yet repented and asked for forgiveness, not yet invited Christ Jesus into our lives. So, dear friends, I would say let us not wait any longer. Let's make that decision right now. All it takes is a simple prayer to say, Loving Father, I confess and I know I am a sinner and I've said, done, and thought things that I shouldn't have. And so, Lord, have mercy on me. Give me another chance. But I invite you to be Lord and Savior of my life. That's all it takes. And I pray, Lord, for those that are saying that prayer, that you would indeed be glorified in those lives. Thank you again for this dear listener, for this reader, and I pray blessing upon blessing for them. And it's in the strong name of Jesus Christ that I pray. Amen. Well, have a great and blessed day in the Lord. I thank you for joining me here in Concafe, and I pray that in all ways God would bless you and speak to you and bring you rich and wonderful things. Take an opportunity to show someone the way back to the Father. Receive my blessings of love and peace. I am Pastor Adi Valverde. May the Lord bless you and keep you. That's my prayer. Amen.